Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I was going to start with a very simple story about San Francisco. About how a mall company called Westfield is abandoning the city. Leaving the largest mall in San Francisco, telling Fox Business it has no longer, or to stop paying off, I should say, a loan for $558 million. Stating, quote, for more than 20 years, Westfield has proudly and successfully operated San Francisco Center, investing significantly over that time in the vitality of the property. Given the challenging operating conditions in downtown San Francisco, which have led to declines in sales, occupancy, and foot traffic. We have made the difficult decision to begin the process to transfer management of the shopping center to our lender to allow them to appoint the receiver to operate the property going forward. Translation, the streets are full of actual human crap. And we can't do this anymore. Also, uh, it's a city that doesn't actually believe in prosecuting crimes. I thought that was going to be the end of it. I thought that's where I was going to leave it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Everybody's buzzing about. They're, they're doing their work. They're going to meetings. They're checking out new possible locations. Lots of cool things happening out there. I love that you make this show a part of your life. Can't thank you enough. I thought that was going to be it. Just another story about San Francisco. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Daddy got lucky, kittens. Daddy gets a story about a fight between the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, and a supervisor named Dean Preston over what? <laughs> over white privilege. Not just white privilege. No, no, no. Not just white privilege. But over the idea of someone being a white savior. It doesn't get any better, people. 2023 is as awesome as it comes. How people are getting just ripped apart and destroyed. I have said more than once, uh, my, my dear friends, uh, that nothing is worse than, than uh, white liberal women. They're the worst. Kylan, you know what I'm saying. You say it all the time, right? Negative. Yeah, yeah. That was a rough spot to put Kylan in right there. I'm going to hear it during the commercial break, everybody. Guaranteed there are going to be some words. Trust me, the words of Tony Katz today are the words of Tony Katz and Tony Katz alone, and not anybody who works on the Tony Katz Today program. There you go. You're, you're, free. you're, you're in the free and clear, Kylan. You're good. You're good. Just, by the way, you should be hiring Kylan for all of your, uh, all of your commercial acting needs. Kylan, she's the one to hire. Just reach out, and we'll make that happen. Heck See, yeah. now I'm being helpful. The story is that the San Francisco mayor and a member of the Board of Supervisors, Dean Preston, got into a fight. Crime is rampant, 
And so the mayor, who is a black woman, is trying to do something about it. Over the last week, our police and sheriff have worked in coordination to make arrests for those who are posing a danger to themselves or others and who are disrupting our neighborhoods. As of yesterday, 38 people have been arrested or cited under this effort. Some say what we are doing is very controversial, but if it was happening in front of your home, would you feel like it's controversial? If your kids had to walk through this, if your family members had to deal with this every single day, if it was happening outside of your business, would you feel that it's controversial? It would feel necessary and urgent, and it is. Uh, to be Now, she didn't say anything wrong. She did not say a single thing that is wrong. As a matter of fact, you find yourself saying, that's, that's right. That's accurate. You find yourself saying, wait, I thought she was politically different than I am, but I agree with her. There does come a moment, and it's why you can't write people off. There does come a moment where reality outweighs ideology. And what you have to hope is that that moment comes earlier rather than being too late. Mayor Breed understands that even people on the political left are unhappy with what's happening in San Francisco. They're unhappy about it. They, 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 they find the thing the, the, the life unacceptable. Businesses are closed. They, they uh, get attacked in the streets. They leave their trunks open in their cars so they don't get their cars robbed or stolen. The cars still get stolen. It's an uncomfortable experience. They've lost major hotels. Now they're losing malls. This isn't the San Francisco that they dreamt of. Enter Dean Preston. Dean Preston is responding to the mayor. And Dean Preston doesn't like the fact that she's talking about more policing because more policing impacts people of color. Be clear, the city's overdose prevention plan, as I mentioned, written by DPH and endorsed by you, specifically noted that, quote, black Brown and indigenous communities nationwide have long been impacted by and continue to be impacted by the racism and criminalization that have been the hallmark of federal U.S. drug policy for the past several decades. Will you follow your own Department of Public Health's advice and end punitive policies specifically arresting and incarcerating drug users that increase fatal overdoses or will you ramp up these strategies, ignoring the advice of public health experts and causing even more overdose deaths? The white supervisor, the white man on the board of supervisors, decided to ask the black female mayor, are you going to be a bigot and keep going after black people who are utilizing drugs and are engaged in uh, making open-air markets unsafe, engaged in creating these open-air drug markets, to which London Breed, the mayor, goes for the smackdown. 
Mayor Breed. Here we go. Another white man who's talking about black and brown people as if you're the savior of those people and you speak for them. I have a sister that I lost to a drug overdose in the city. I have friends and family members who have been lost in the tenderloin with no aggressive action, no changes to policies. Have you ever spent time talking to any of those same black and brown people who are uh, addicted to drugs on our streets in San Francisco to understand their challenges and what they need and what we need to do as a city to turn their lives around? That is the focus of what I plan to do, regardless of what you read or what you see in a particular report, which is a overall view of what's happening. The fact is, it's not just services. It's also force. I'm going to continue to make sure that we are providing treatment, providing compassionate care. But at the end of the day, when we need to make arrests because someone's breaking the law and need to be held accountable and can potentially be forced into treatment of services, I'm going to do so. Another white man. Oh, it's precious. It's precious. And um, I got to tell you, uh, Mayor Breed, you really, really had no right to be so hard on that guy. That guy is a result of your training. All right, maybe not yours, but progressive training. For years, he has been told he's an oppressor. For years, he's been told he's a bigot because of the color of his skin. For years, he has been told he is guilty and he must reflect and then do the work as an anti-racist. That's all he was doing. All he was doing was doing the work. And what did you say? White savior. My gosh, how rude. Get it through your head. Whether you're on the left or the right is inconsequential. If you play in these woke Olympics, there are no medals. You cannot win. You cannot win. At every moment, at every place, there will be a reason why you don't understand, why you are overstepping, why you are not doing enough, why you are guilty. Silence is violence. But if you say something, well, now you're just being a white savior. You see how that works? You see how that goes? It doesn't matter. The rules are built to hit you from every direction when needed. From any direction and from every direction when needed. You created this failure of a person. You created him. And now you're angry with him. That, that doesn't seem right. That, that, that's, that's a downer. You know, we need, we need something to kind of lighten the mood. Oh, I got something. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. Joe Biden. He's talking about power. He's talking about solar power. He's talking about 
all the cool things we're going to be doing as a society. And then, well, this might be my all-time favorite. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific. <laughs> Wait for it. All the way across the Indian Ocean. No, you don't. Wait, wait, I take that back. It is very, very possible that you have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the uh, to the Indian Ocean. It's, it's drawn in crayon on a plate next to a macaroni sculpture of a puppy. I swear to you, I, I there's no way to quantify these things. Now, I was trying to figure out what he could be talking about. Is he discussing the idea of some kind of rail system in India? I'm staring at the Indian Ocean, the Pacific, right? We break that up into the north and the south. You would still have to cross Australia to get to. Uh, be the South Pacific, the North Pacific, you're either going to cross China to get to India or you're going to head uh, through the Philippines. I'm sorry. There's no way to make sense of all this. There's no way. None. I tried. I, I put effort in. I even pulled out a map. I think we're just going to have to look at his macaroni art and drawing on the paper plate and just put it on the fridge and say, you did so good, Joey. You did so good. You want ice cream, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I, I, I guess we're now treating him like a puppy. Huh. I'm Tony Katz. So I made a, a promise that I would talk about rye. Talk about whiskey, people. I'm a rye guy. I love a good rye. Even more than a bourbon. I love a rye. And I was talking about Father's Day gifts yesterday, and I've been on a roll. There's a whole thing going on with me about, about this. I'll, I'll get into it. But I said that I would mention uh, some ryes I, I had been discussing with some people. Uh, you know rye and bourbon are different things. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at uh, TonyKatz.com. A bourbon is 51% corn. By law, it's 51% corn. Rye, rye whiskey, is 51% rye. So it's important that you, you, you know, you know the, the, the difference, and you're going to get different flavors out of the things. But I was going through what, what I would consider for Father's Day a good, a good rye. Like I, I was, we had posted on, on Twitter, at Tony Katz and at Eat, Drink, Smoke. You guys know I have the Cigar and Bourbon Show Eat, drink, smoke, eat, drink, smoke show.com. Um, low cost bourbons and mid cost bourbons um, for, for Father's Day, right? So under 40 bucks and then under 70 bucks. The prices have gone up. Everything's gone up. But I, I didn't get a chance to do rise, and I'll, and I'll do that uh, tomorrow. Um, but if you're looking for a gift for Father's Day, 
uh, Basil Hayden, Dark Rye. It's very, very different than other ryes. It's uniquely different. If the rye you do is like Whistle Pig, this is a this is a totally different kind of flying altogether. It's a totally different kind of flying, very much so. But the Basil Hayden Dark Rye is fantastic and different and good and absolutely worth the, okay, Dad, here's what we're drinking. Here's how we're starting, or maybe really, here's how we're ending. Um, then there is just rise that will work for all occasions. Sazerac, S-A-Z-E-R-A-C. Now, Sazerac is also a drink. It is a cocktail. It's got a long and storied history. You got to go back to to Louisiana in the 1800s for um for for a Sazerac. It's it's rye, it's bitters, and then there's a I, I never pronounce it right. I think it's Peshaud. And then absinthe or 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 anise and a little lemon twist also with a sugar cube. It is a very very old school drink. But Sazerac does make excellent rye. Uh, for me, for me, um, Pikesville, P-I-K-E-S-V-I-L-L-E, Pikesville Rye, I think is sensational, sensational. Now you'll find it in a, in a standard way for forty five bucks, unless you're in one of those places where it's hard to get stuff. Then you can see it for more. Then there's a six year old Pikesville at one hundred and ten proof. That'll run you about a couple hundred bucks. Love a good rye. Uh, Pikesville, I think, comes from... Let me just double-check myself. Yo, I'm, I'm always doing this. What comes from what distillery? Because remembering is is not always easy. Uh, Heaven Hill. So Pikesville rye comes from Heaven Hill. Um, it's It's so good. It is so, so, so good. Did I mention so good? So good. So you got to check it out. You got to try a rye if you haven't. Might be a good gift for Father's Day. And I did a whole thing about gifts yesterday, and that's up there. Uh, uh, It should be uh, there at uh, TonyCats.com. So go check that out. I came across an interesting moment as I was learning about Mayor Suarez of Miami getting into the presidential race. Another Republican is getting into this race? The mayor of Miami? Another guy from Florida getting into this race? My father's running for president next. I don't know. And as I was discussing it and going over it and I was looking at it, I said to myself... There's something interesting here that I don't think anybody has noticed. And it could mean absolutely nothing. But I don't think it means nothing. But the fact that it means something might not mean it means a lot. I will share it with you. You tell me if I'm crazy. I just think it's something worth noting. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today.
You know, when they had at the White House, you know, this transgender flag as the precedence over the American flag, that's wrong. That is not how you display the American flag. And I think when you have the the inappropriate conduct at the White House with with like you know these transgender flashing people nude and all this stuff you know it's just totally uh, totally inappropriate and I think even the White House had to acknowledge it was inappropriate but I would ask them if it is inappropriate to do that the White House which I certainly think it is why do you want to have that uh, curriculum jammed into a second graders classroom that's what you're always talking about. There. Don't forget that Governor Ron DeSantis is reaching people with his messages. He does have a good-sized segment that likes what he says. In the polling, Trump does far better. But there, DeSantis is making sense. And yes, the White House did say of these transgender activists who flashed everybody uh, at the White House, you're not welcome back. There are ways we do things here, and that's not it, and you're not welcome. And one of them was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be vulgar. Of course you did. Of course you did. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I'm waiting for the people to say, how dare you be upset by this? They were just expressing themselves. It's just like Colin Kaepernick. I can't wait for that conversation. Because I can't wait for black America to go, oh, really? That's just expressing, that, that's your, that's what you're doing. You're expressing yourself just like Colin Kaepernick. Oh, look, I think Colin Kaepernick was wrong in every single way. I don't think he's done a thing to make America better, but I can't wait to see black America go, huh, is that what you're doing? Transgender folk just expressing yourself and it's just like Colin. Hmm. That comedy special from Dave Chappelle is going to be nuts. I will pay extra just to see that one. And I think Chappelle is wrong about Colin Kaepernick, but I want to be in the front row. I need all the popcorn when that one comes down. Ha! Huh, gonna be so good. So good. DeSantis was talking about a series of things, a myriad of things. And one of the things that he did was announce a tax exemption on baby items in the state. Uh, so we were able to do permanent sales tax exemption on all baby and toddler items. So cribs, strollers, diapers, wipes, uh, children's clothing, anything for age five and under is now tax-free in the state of Florida starting July 1st. And so that's going to make it easier to raise kids. You know, we have six, five, and three, so we're not doing the diapers anymore. Um, <laughs> We had to sign leg enabling legislation for the tax, and when I did that uh, one month or so ago, you know, I was real excited, you know, really proud of what the legislature and we accomplished, had a big smile on my face. I came home, my wife's like, why didn't you do that in 2019 when our kids were still in diapers? By the way, just as an aside, three-year-olds don't wear diapers? I don't remember. My kids are older than three now. Or is that, is that when they transition out of it? I don't, I don't recall. Neither here nor there. Uh, this is actually legislation that we should all be about. In the state of Indiana, there was a Democrat. Is it, is it Carrie Hamilton? 
I always I always forget her name. I, I I believe that's right. Carrie Hamilton. And she had put forth legislation in the Indiana General Assembly to remove the tax on diapers and some other things. And I got infuriated with the Republican Party that has a supermajority here in Indiana because you should have been all over this. It should have been a absolutely we love this representative hamilton way to go let's have a press conference let's have a big bill signing this is going to be bipartisan no one's going to vote against this this is great stuff and then if we're on board with cutting taxes here here here's 17 other items we can cut taxes on come on representative hamilton let's go but they didn't do that if i recall i don't know if they didn't give it a vote or it didn't get out of committee And then when we held a special session, that's when it passed along with some other things. Dude, a good idea is a good idea. I don't care where it comes from. I care that it's a good idea, gives me the maximum amount of freedom, and doesn't infringe upon the way I live my life. And not having taxes on diapers makes sense. I'm all in, and and I would assume that rational people be like, yeah, just make it a little bit easier on a new family. Because that's all you're doing. I mean, we're not talking to some about something that's going to equate to uh, millions of dollars for somebody. We're only talking about making it a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And in a very unique way, when you eliminate taxes on, let's say, baby items, um, you are encouraging the family. And, and lately, I've been about that. I, I'm... It's interesting. I think some of the things that have been going on in society have actually moved me in a in in a direction I find myself kind of kind of surprised by and and I would say, you know, it's reactionary, but it hasn't been. It has been slow in just how I engage some other conversations. That that's it. But again, this this got discussed in in Indiana. It it was the right idea. It's a good idea. It was a smart idea. So Go about doing it. I'm glad it got done in in Indiana. But this isn't about DeSantis engaging a tax exemption for all baby items in Florida. This is about 2024. This is Ron DeSantis talking about Gavin Newsom. With all those problems, he has a real serious fixation on the state of Florida. I mean, I think it's just bizarre that he does that. But what I would tell, what I would tell him is, you know what? Stop pussyfooting around. Are, are, are you going to Are you going to throw your hat in the ring and challenge uh, Joe? Are you going to get in and do it, or are you just going to sit on the sidelines and chirp? So why don't you throw your hat in the ring, and then we'll go ahead and, and talk about what, what's happening. So thought that was interesting it's an interesting way to engage a challenge when you're running to be able to go up against joe biden and you're now pushing somebody to run against the guy you want to run against i thought that was, i thought that was interesting but it led me to another place and it's it's aligned with the fact that uh francis suarez the mayor of miami has now gotten into the presidential race. And he told George Stephanopoulos there on uh, ABC This Morning why he's running. Good morning, George. It's wonderful to be with you. And good morning, America. Why are you running for president? 
I'm running for president because I think uh, I have a different message uh, than what other candidates have. I'm, I'm generational, and that generational is a buzzword, but as someone who has implemented generational change to create prosperity in the city, um, I'm someone who was a president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors, so I know the problem that 85% of Americans who live in cities and 91% who constitute the GDP of this country are going through. Things like increasing crime, homelessness, uh, mental health issues. Uh, I'm, I'm someone who has a positive track record of success and has a positive vision for the future. I think uh, what I've noticed in the last 24 hours, just an outpouring of support because people want someone who can unify them. I was elected by 85% and reelected by 80%. And as I've traveled the United States uh, from states like Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, what people want is someone to bring them together. Uh, they want to know more. They want to hear more about my track record, about what I've accomplished and what I could do for them and their children. This isn't about me. This isn't about my generation. This is about our children. Yes, as he's been traveling all those early primary and caucus states. Uh, he mentioned New Hampshire, Iowa, South Carolina, and Nevada specifically. And purposefully, of course. Um, I, I know little about uh, Suarez. Things that I, he has said that I've agreed with and, and disagreed with. But that wasn't the part that moved me in the, in the conversation and in, in him getting into the race. What moved me is that nobody's afraid. Can we discuss a unique dichotomy, if that's the right word, going on in the Republican primary? Follow this, because it's very, very strange. By the way, dichotomy, a division into two contrasting things or parts. So maybe we'll we'll go with it. If you've got a better word, let me know on Twitter, uh, at Tony Katz. I appreciate it. Donald Trump, even with the indictment, even with the arraignment, two indictments, two arraignments, he's kicking butt and taking names. He's fearless as always. He's talking. He's sharing. He's uh, rallying the troops. He stops by a restaurant in Miami and people pray for him. They sing him happy birthday. Did you ever hear the Jake Tapper audio? Well, he, he was in studio and they were showing a, a clip of that. And Tapper's like, oh, we, don't need, we don't need to see anymore. Listen to this. The FBI. Yeah, uh, whatever this spectacle is that's unfolding before us, let's remember what this case is about. Let's remember what this indictment charges. Again, Donald Trump is charged with a series of federal felonies for mishandling the most sensitive government documents that we have and for obstruction of justice, along with Walt Nauta, who is charged with intentionally setting up lies to the grand jury, to the FBI. Any way you look at this, and again, despite whatever may be going on in that restaurant, this case isn't going to be settled legally in a cafe. It's going to be settled in the court based on the facts and law. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He's trying to turn this in. He's trying to turn it into a spectacle, into a campaign ad. That's enough of that. We've seen it already. Uh That's unbelievable. How dare you show our audience that people love Trump? I'm sorry. That is gold. That is beautiful. Trump's popularity cannot be understated. Now, as I've said, and I I get that it sounds like I have a contradiction going on, and as Ayn Rand would say, you have to check your premise, 
just because there are absolutely places where Trump is wildly popular doesn't mean that he is wildly popular across the full face of the country. I don't know if he wins the primary, and I'm not sure he can win a general. There are people who vehemently disagree with me. I'm okay with that. As I've said, if Trump was the nominee and it's Biden or Trump, I'm voting for Trump. It's what I got to do. Of course I do. That's the real world I live in. Not the world I dream about, the world I live in. And if it's DeSantis or Biden, I'm voting for Ron DeSantis. That's the real world I live in. You know who can't say the same? Or at least they haven't vocalized that. The Trump supporter. If Trump did not win the primary, would they vote for DeSantis if DeSantis won the primary? That answer seems a very obvious no, because you know what they would tell me? The election was stolen. Sorry, guys. This is the way people see it. And there's a real concern. And they would respond, well, then you better vote for Trump. If you're not focused on not allowing progressives to destroy the country, I don't know what to do. Are you more than welcome to vote for third party? Of course you can. You got to vote your soul. But I'm in the business of winning and slowly getting better at it. Slowly getting better at better candidates. Slowly getting better at getting more candidates who can do the hard work, who can take on the fight, all these things. I don't believe it's just one guy. I believe you got to have multiples of people who can do the job and the right person at the right time in the right place. That's not even what I come to you to talk about. Why the hell is the mayor of Miami getting in this race? Why is Chris Christie getting in this race? Just to beat up on Trump? Yeah, but you're also doing it because you see an opportunity of, oh, you know, who knows? Pence, Asa Hutchinson. Trump is killing it in the polls. And absolutely no one is afraid of him. I'm sorry. I think that's fascinating. Trump is dominant. Well, it doesn't even pay to get into the race. That's what Mike Pompeo said. I think that's what Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire, said. But far more people have said, of course I'm getting into this race. Not worried about him. Can only help my brand. Only give me an opportunity. When you never know. A guy could go under. Someone like me could bloop, slip right in. There's no fear. And there is no clearing the field. I want to be clear about something. All of Trump's dominance, and he did not clear the field. Now, maybe the primaries will clear the field for him. I mean, that's possible. But he didn't. And so there's this interesting thing going on. That the the dominance of Trump is, is very, very real. But there's no fear to getting into the race. Because everybody's willing to take the bet that something's going to implode, that the moment is available if they're in. People are placing their bets against Trump. We will see how Vegas pays out. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. My life be like. What do you make of this, number one? And do you think that the White House went, uh, did, they, did they err in any way the way they displayed the pride flag, the way that... Uh, Extreme MAGA Republicans continue to engage in petty performance politics. They are not uh, serious about addressing the issues that are of importance to the American people. Uh, I'm unfamiliar uh, with 
this controversy, so to speak, that Republicans are spending their time putting into the public domain. But I am confident that what the American people want us to focus on is building an economy that works for the middle class and all those Americans who aspire to be part of the middle class. I don't know what this whole brouhaha is all about, but I do know that Republicans are bad and I get another chance to say extreme MAGA Republicans. Hakeem Jeffries is a robot. He really is. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. They took this political flag, not a gay pride flag. It's a progressive pride flag. It is a political flag. And they put it front and center at the White House, flanked by the American flag on each side. You think that's okay? It's not okay. It's not a, just a, a flippant story, a culture war from the political right. It is the president of the United States not properly respecting the nation that he's supposed to lead. He's respect, he is, he is uh, uh, elevating a political movement, a political movement that doesn't actually believe in the America he's supposed to lead. So why aren't you bothered by that, Akeem Jeffries? You know, it's okay. Sometimes Joe Biden does things wrong. But you, just like Biden, beholden to the progressives and you won't say another word. It's gross stuff. What happened at the White House was gross. But you gotta love the immediate spin. Extreme MAGA Republicans, what are you gonna do? That's all he knows how to say. That's actually how he got the job to lead the Democrats in the House. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.